0: Hello, you're listening to a Spoiler Filled Film Conversation. Hooray!
1: Money, 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 money. Everyone's got a big bag of money and they're going to fucking fight about it. <laughs> it's podcast time. We haven't got a big bag of money, have we guys? Alas, nay. Then our friendship will remain intact. <laughs>
2: Depends one. how he, depends how heated the discussion about this film gets. <laughs> I'm, I'm already in the attic ready for uh, the dissipated
1: uh, fallout. Anyway, hello. Welcome to Spotify Film Conversation. Hooray. I am Richard. With, uh, with me to start a heated debate is Anthony. Hello. Jamie. I was on mute. Hello, <laughs> I, I was mute. <laughs> so then, it used to go in last I guess. <laughs> and our reluctant flatmate, Abby.
0: Hello, I'm a toaster.
1: But you're a toaster.
0: I'm not in this conversation. I'm not a flatmate. I'm a toaster. I'm in the kitchen. I'm just keeping my head down.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm you lost me with this metaphor. Someone gets <laughs> struck with a toaster. This, so you you want to be the a murder weapon potentially?
3: She'll come in at the end and just smash the whole conversation.
1: <laughs> okay,
3: <laughs> I'm
1: sure that makes sense to someone. Maybe just you. <laughs> Let us know when your toast is popped, and we'll have a slice. You have to well, maybe we have to make a face like brave little toaster, and that's how it pops. How do they design that in? It's incredible. Anyway. <laughs> this week, uh, Anthony chose the film, so he will give the details.
3: I will. So this week, we're watching Shallow Grave, uh, which was released in 1994, and is a darkly comic, as they keep saying on the internet, crime film. Uh, about three flatmates in Edinburgh who find their new mysterious flatmate dead with a suitcase full of money under his bed. So they conspire to take the money and secretly dispose of the body, but soon run into trouble with gangsters, the police, and their own greed and paranoia. Uh, It was directed by Danny Boyle, written by John Hodges, and stars Ewan McGregor, Christopher Eccleston, Kerry Fox, Keith Allen, Ken Stott, and Colin McCready. I
1: was under the impression it was Glasgow, not Edinburgh.
3: Uh, it was filmed in Glasgow, but is set in Edinburgh for some reason.
0: Oh, that, I've been to both of those places, and they are not interchangeable. <laughs> <laughs> they are very different to each other. Yeah, get in I trouble mean, to be fair,
3: that. it was one flat and some woods. So yeah, I it could suppose. Be well, <laughs> it
2: I mean, there's quite a lot of uh, establishing stuff at the start of the film when you're driving around.
1: Where was that then? Was that that's setting true. it like, in Edinburgh or was that setting it in Glasgow?
2: I mean, it looked like Glasgow to me. I know, that's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> and also, they never say Edinburgh in so Ed- it, yeah, like, really. I don't think, so there's no reason. <laughs>
1: well, like Anthony said, they're set in a flat, the big, yeah, really spacious, uh, colourful walled flat. I mean, they had the they they had enough cash to pay, you know, the rent there, but fucking you could play a game of um,
0: you could play robot cricket wars. in that
1: flat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cricket sure. See, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect, but it was not robot wars. I was going to I was going to be a bit quicker with it. I was just going to throw a normal c- civilian and then I stalled trying to pick a sport, and I was like <laughs>
0: I like that we have now established that when pushed, your default is to say robot was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, meow, meow, meow. Lower the pit. Actually, that isn't the noise for the pit lowering. I oh, can't remember the siren for the pit going down. Matilda. In the <laughs> red corner. Yeah, <laughs> no, we didn't have red and blue. or oh, whatever. The Other fucking house robots.
3: Yeah, what red was the other one?
1: Sergeant a lot? So, so a sergeant
3: something? To kill a killer lot.
1: I mean, I literally can name them all, uh, and Refbot as well. <laughs> Let's not get into robot wars. Um, yeah, because it's completely irrelevant. Really, they play <laughs> they, they play squash in this game. I could have mentioned squash in How this movie. It? Yeah, game. Why did I say game? Because you turn
2: into me. <laughs> I'm an old man now. Uh, no, I meant vi- I'm an old man and I play video games and I get them confused with everything. <laughs> yeah, well, they're,
1: they're, right. <laughs> anyway, Shallow Grave, Anthony, you selected yes. it for us. Would you like to mm. explain why?
3: Um, First no, no. reason. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: sorry, sorry, I'm interrupting you. Let's sorry. deal
3: with it. Um, first reason it's Danny Boyle's first film back when he actually made interesting, edgy <laughs> films. <laughs> um, but no, the real reason is that this was like, one of the first films that I watched where I actually, like, came out at the end, and I'm like, I that actually disturbed me a little bit. Which hmm. is weird, considering watching it again, and it is fairly tame, <laughs> I suppose. Um, I mean, so now we Yeah, we had like a VHS copy of it. I remember it really clearly because it was just like um, a spade in a spotlight. Yes. A a shallow grave. And I don't know, it kind of freaked me out. I didn't want to watch it. Like, you know, I I was, you know, I must have been like nine or ten. And then I I eventually got around to watching it a little later when I was about, I don't know, 11 or something. Right. And uh, it was like one of the first films I saw where I'm like, I probably shouldn't have watched that as this <laughs> delicate, you know
1: I mean? yeah, mine is a bit early I
3: I've think it's kind of like stuck with me since then like I, it. like I haven't watched it I watched it that once and I watched it again for this mm. so that's a you know, 20 year gap. gap and it is <laughs> I was kind of a little bit let down I suppose in my head it was like this really gruesome disturbing horror film that I remembered. Well, the name yeah, is kind of,
1: uh, that... is evocative of a horror film, isn't it? It sounds more like a sort of disgusting horror movie than a psychological
3: fuckabout. <laughs> but then imagine my surprise <laughs> when it turned into a darkly comic. Which everyone everyone but... keeps, keeps describing it as a dark comedy, and I'm like, I'm not sure about it, that. <laughs> it
2: starts out as a dark comedy, and then it drops the comedy. <laughs> yeah.
1: I didn't laugh at it. Uh, it, it. When it was funny, it was sort of, they're awful then, aren't they? Yeah, then... I laughed
2: I laughed at the characters, and I definitely feel like that's intentional, but that is also mm. a bold choice. Yeah. Uh, so,
1: uh, interesting, it disturbed me, and I wanted to revisit old problems, <laughs> for reasons <laughs> for going to do it.
2: Yeah, this, like, this. I think we've established before that uh, often the podcast also functions as therapy and revisiting past trauma.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we call ourselves film therapy, shouldn't we?
3: Oh, fuck! I mean, just watching the film was therapy enough.
1: <laughs> Maybe one therapy.
3: Why do I do this to myself?
1: <clears throat> uh, I'll go next. I'll say that I am a, well. <clears throat> I hadn't seen it before. Uh, when it comes to uh, Danny Boyle, is that right? Mm-hmm. I think I nearly said Frankie Boyle. <laughs> uh, when it comes to Danny Boyle movies, outside of Trainspotting, I fucking don't like his stuff. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, not even the people stuff people like, like Slumdog Millionaire or whatever. I haven't seen like Twenty Eight Days Later or whatever. Huh. But of what I have seen. Nah, you're alright. And I really, really like Trainspotting, and I thought Trainspotting, or oh, T2 or whatever, was really good follow-up, but uh, everything else is gash. Trainspotting 2, Judgment Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Uh, Fucking Yesterday can... Oh, oh, no, oh I was... No. I, I can't <laughs> even watch that. I hate it. I hate the trailer so much. Yeah. There's no way it pulls out of that. And you can stick Dave Dev Patel. He's shit as well.
2: Steve Jobs, as well, with Michael Fassbender.
1: Did I, yeah. I didn't even watch the Olympic ceremony he contributed to. Oh, yeah. So, Odd. Uh, I just don't, uh, not for me. And I, he's very held in high regard as like a great British director. And I'm like, oh, not really, though, is it? <laughs> 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 anyway, stick with Shane Meadows or something. Although Shane Meadows has got some turkeys. In Romeo Brass and stuff. Fuck off. Anyway, before I start slagging off all British film directors, I'll say I'd never heard of it, and it looked like a sort of... It looked like a cheap cash-in on Trainspotting, but then it makes sense now that it's like the director before he first. made his yeah. actually good story. But then this did well. Like, people liked this, and I am a bit... Like, how how is that so? Like, why... But then I hadn't even I hadn't really heard of it until we looking at it for this, so I don't know. Um Abby, had you heard of this before?
0: I'd heard of it before, but I hadn't paid it much attention because I don't have a very good relationship with Danny Boyle films either.
1: What about like Ewan McGregor or uh Christopher Eccles Kicks or whatever?
0: <laughs> there is a little group of actors that I'm aware of. Uh, Christopher Eccleston's one of them John Sims, another one Uh, Max Beasley was another one where they like to be in things that I don't like I had a little sampling of all three and I was like every time one of you fuckers is in this it's something that ticks the wrong boxes for me it's Mm. not that they're bad, it's that they like the things I don't like
1: What about uh, Carrie Fox. Do you see anything with her
0: in? I don't know who that is.
2: is the woman in this? the the one oh, the woman. woman?
0: Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen her in anything else. Neither have I. Not she does She works, but not yeah, I place
2: felt place. like I had because she looked really familiar, but I couldn't pick anything out of her IMDb that I was like, "Oh, that's where I know her from." She's not on especially Star- as, Wars. as she had top
3: has. billing as well. I mean, there's there's m- mainly. T- three characters true but her name came first which I which i
2: noticed I'm sure she she might have been of the three of them at the time the most established that's all I can really I guess Well, wow. that then that... then the tables were turned <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: <clears throat> anyway uh so no real interest or expectation
0: no. I also, while well, I have the opportunity to speak, I would like our first topic of conversation to be: What the fuck is wrong with Danny Boyle? <laughs> <What's the fuck laughs> but you can him? you could finish up expectations first in the nineties. And... <clears> he <throat> got tamer after that. Oh. I suppose. Yeah, well, but the is the, the
1: problem, right? Yeah.
2: Yesterday, fuck off. Uh, <laughs> I so, I think <laughs> this might just turn into us not even talking about Shallow Grave and just. <laughs> Being really angry about yesterday, I don't know. What a fucking
1: stupid idea! Yeah, just that—that should have left the the second draft really. really oh. You know, anyway,
3: it almost
1: works. No, it doesn't. No, it does. It almost no. does. But we can't gets, really argue. To you. You've seen it. We haven't. It
3: gets Ed Sheeran in, and oh god, like almighty. I hate I'm it. Trying so to much. play this thing of like. Oh, Ed Sheeran's the best and he, he thinks he's <laughs> the best too, but it doesn't really work on screen. It's like it's it doesn't really
2: work. work anywhere.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like you say, you're not we're here for your other uh, other Danny Boyle movies. Would you might you for... be <laughs> No. Just this one. Just Shallow Grave. Uh Jamie, have you seen this before?
2: No. Um and I, I feel like I also have a similar relationship with Danny Boyle. Um, I f- I feel like I might be the one who likes him a little bit more than everyone else, but it also might be because I've seen more of his films than ever than everyone else. And you also um,
0: like things that are a bit grim and. Uh.
2: Yeah, that's probably why I like this film maybe more than anyone else on the podcast. <laughs> um, Actually saying that, I didn't see Trains until like well into adult. Like literally my wife made me watch Train because I never watched it properly. Um and I think because it like it's one of those films that like I, I don't have an attachment to. So watching it as an adult, I was like, I see why this is held up the way it is and why it made such a huge impact in the 90s because i vividly remember when train spotting came out in 96 and like it was fucking everywhere like Mm -hmm. people went mental for train spotting in the 90s and like you know you watch it even now even for the first time you can see why like it's it's very unique in the british film landscape um but it's too grim even for me <laughs> like it was a film that I watched and I was like yeah I I absolutely get the praise but I don't know if I like enjoyed it and I don't know if I would want to watch it again <laughs> no, I think like, that's
1: Ivan Walsh's uh, yeah yeah writing. no I
2: like it is absolutely Irvin? like sorry Irvin, and I, yeah, yeah <laughs> um, it's it's just it's hard work to uh, watch, I, I, um, I think it's really, really
1: funny. There's a, couple, you know, obviously a couple of bits. Oh, it is, there. yeah. It's more, um,
2: it's more funny
1: than I find it difficult to be honest. This I find difficult because the characters are not; they don't have redeeming qualities to their. Approaches. Yeah, we'll
2: get it. We'll get into that. Um, but so outside of that, though, twenty-eight days later, I do really like. What about um, and I'm someone who is hours later. Is that I? is right I, 127 hours, later hours. On. I have seen but 28 days later was. I remember I got that on DVD when it came out and um as someone who is generally kind of bored of zombie films and it is a zombie film just in case anyone listens to this oh, it's it's like, like, he's, got his,
1: he's got his arms stuck in a cliff mate
2: it's not a zombie film because they're not dead fuck off it's a zombie, oh you're, you're a zombie film. Um, oh my god! But twenty-eight <laughs> days later is similar to Train Not as not as Im- well. I would argue maybe it is as impactful because it did kind of restart people's interest in like apocalyptic zombie movies. What a shame. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It is, yeah, it's a it's a fucking double edged sword, isn't it? Um but it as it's like on its own, it's a really good film. It's a really interesting one. Um also very bleak. Mm. I I like mostly like Sunshine, which is one I've thought about putting forward on the podcast before. Um Leonardo DiCaprio on
1: a beach in the sunshine. Love it. I'm gonna kill you <laughs> <laughs> not even for that, but, Sorry, you were you' saying about the beach you like the beach
2: no i have not seen the beach oh. i said sunshine
1: yeah they're all they're all the same film and they so hundreds 120... the have been forgotten and we're all <laughs> yeah. we're yeah. all dealing with the consequences
2: i'm i i liked 127 hours i kind of admire well, well i, well, I admire this it. on the head
1: let's not Let's not do this.
2: No, no. I'm for I, all of these. This is where the drop-off happens. He right. does have these films that I enjoy. Yeah. But then there's also Slumdog Millionaire. I saw Ooh. Trance in the cinema for some reason. That was fucking tedious. And then, yeah, there's Steve Jobs... There's fucking yesterday. There's a fucking Olympics thing that he did. Life less ordinary. I've never seen. I don't know. I de- like. He has this weird streak of just like saccharine sappy shit as well. Um, and he just I don't know the, like the good films he's done have that like edge to them in one way or another, but the ones that don't have it are just these big fucking blobby. British Mr. Blobby British nonsense fucking.
1: Well he's done the Sex Pistols TV show as well, Pistols, which looks um, like a sort of CITV okay. version of okay. punk rock or something I don't
2: care about the Sex Pistols I, I'm this shit uh, Oh. I'm gonna get spat on by some punks. <laughs> Johnny Rotten can fuck off. He's out there right now talking about how it's punk to be conservative these days, and <laughs> how you should so... buy butter and stuff. Ugh, British Kerrygold, British butter. Well,
1: anyway, I, I don't. Uh, I I see. I I'm see really the, angry now. The... You're right. I hate this film. <laughs> I see. The, I see the value of of the Sex Pistols.
0: Uh, that's not. No. We're not a music chat though. You see the historical value of the Sex Pistols.
1: They getting overplayed as well. That's like they were little... fucking
0: manufactured
2: by somebody to sell a clothing line. What's the matter? Would, you, would you, everything have to be pure
1: and? Are you suggesting the heart. Sex
0: Pistols was the first boy band? Yes, definitely not.
1: Mm-hmm. Anyone not remember like the Jackson Fives or like there's so many pop bands? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. I anyway. Okay. It, the point is, uh, you were. Uh, not I'm sure, lukewarm you know.
2: on Danny Boyle. He has made some films that I do enjoy. But he fr- often frustrates me. Yeah. Uh
1: Anthony, you've uh you've had some flat shares in your time. Did you feel any similarities? Uh did it did it warm your heart to see people sharing a flat again and and like being pricks to each other? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh, I really didn't.
1: <laughs> Has anyone conducted an interview for like a flatmate? We, we I remember we had we had quite a lot of rooms in our student flats and our flat our flatmates that weren't our friends were just people who we were given. Like we were given yeah. A, <laughs> <just> <laughs> find them, yeah. A German stoner and then a Chinese, middle aged Chinese man. And then just <laughs> in this, the other two would really be like
0: who who okay? Because ours was so big. Ours was an eight bedroom house. Well, theirs is big,
1: at least in terms of, you know, shape and size. But they all did, like, smug and annoying. Like, they just seem to do prank interviews where they get people to come to their their. Oh, I hated that. People... I
0: was immediately furious as soon yeah. as they started doing that. I was like, I'm glad mm. that guy beat him up. I was delighted. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it really was the worst way to introduce these characters. Like, I can see what they were trying for, but it failed so badly. What
1: do you think they were going for?
3: Look well, At these three you know, pricks. I don't. I yeah, but I, I d- at least at this point, I don't think you're supposed to think of them as total pricks. They're oh, like, I oh, I they're think it's friends. A, and they're having I think a laugh.
2: But, I think it's a fully you know. committed. Like, here are three people you don't like, and now you're gonna watch them make each other's lives hell for an hour and a half.
1: They're supposed to be friends with each other. Um, Not really. No, but like to start, you don't. You don't do basically prank interviews where you make fun from your ivory tower how shit all the people you're interviewing. It's like, do you need someone to pay part of the rent or not? You're dragging people up several flights of stairs, then sitting them on a sofa and then interviewing them
2: like it's X Factor.
1: I might not have actually,
0: because it was a journalist, a doctor and an accountant.
2: Yeah, I get they the can... impression that they're all from money in some way or another. They look down on people because that's why they act the way they do. Like they oh, seem very—they so don't, very... a... don't really, yeah, they don't really need yeah. a flatmate. They're just looking for someone else they can like be rich and fuck around with. Which also but makes then... like the money that they come into even more like pointless. Yeah, because it's like well, they already have some kind of means because they play squash and they have this big fucking. Flat and they mm. can afford to like fuck around with prospective fat flatmates and like
1: I don't get it as well because as soon as uh, Keith Allen, who becomes their flatmate, they don't do the thing to him. He doesn't outcharm anyone. He just is interviewed by one of them. She fancies
2: him, I think. So she's like
0: Keith Allen, though. <laughs> all the people <laughs> to fancy. You know? Hey, but, but think not. Think of it in the complexion of the people you see in the film well someone
1: created like someone fucked mm. it because <laughs> Absolutely, not, totally Alan, yeah.
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um she i we don't, we only see her like get flirty with keith allen and then a little bit later like we get the impression that she has lots of like flings with various people um which is why you have this recurring thing of like people picking up the phone and saying she's not here um, but we only see one of the other people she slept with. I think it is also implied that she's, like, all three of them, not all three of them, but, like, she slept with both Ewan McGregor's character and Christopher Eccleston at different times. Um, but the only other person we see that it's confirmed that she's had some kind of fling with is that really, like, dorky, fucking incredibly British-looking doctor guy that Christopher Eccleston says he's going to put in a fucking bin bag. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... so Apparently she doesn't have the best taste in men, necessarily. I don't
0: think she has taste in any direction,
2: good or bad. Yeah, I... She just fucks. Yeah, I just don't think she cares. It's just, yeah, and I, I think that is part of the... Particularly with her and uh Ewan McGregor's character Alex.
1: Yeah, hey, what are the names? I was gonna ask this clarify each person.
2: Alex D- is he
0: David? Chris Eccleson
2: and
1: uh Julia
0: and yeah. Keith Allen's name was Hugo when he was alive.
1: And they're like uh Ewan McGregor's a journalist, uh yeah. David's an accountant, and then fucking She's a doctor. She's a
0: doctor. We dude. have to find out what the name of Ken Stott's police officer was as well, because we just called him Clumble the whole Clumbo, way through. yeah. <laughs> I, I,
2: I really liked him and his very intimidating way of conducting interviews.
0: Yes. Oh, he 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 elevated everything for the short time he was there. It was like totally.
2: There was some, yeah. There was some very good, like tense questioning happening, and but also. Maybe it was just me, but I enjoyed it because I didn't like any of these characters. I liked seeing them get put on the spot and try Watch to like, squirm. yeah.
3: I yeah. heard his name was McCall, by the way. McCall, McCall. thank you.
1: What's character's his character's name in The Vice, where he's a detective in the Vice Squad? Like,
2: think it's just this character, Pat Chappell.
1: <laughs> Pat Chapel. He'll seduce all prostitutes and buy them a takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible, terrible police officer. (laughs) Or or (laughs) inspector or detective or whatever. In this, though, he's Um, just playing Columbo. Fuck. Um,
0: Two names. He's in it. I pay you. You can do nothing. That is the furthest away from... Blanket McLean. That is the furthest away from being a beat cop that I have seen.
1: Oh, and he's Bible-bashing...
0: Well, he's a police officer in that, right? He's after... Technically... But that's the furthest away he's been. I every time I've ever seen him, he has been police or police adjacent. I don't know if he's been typecast or if he's got a weird thing about it. He always Mm -hmm. just looks like a pigeon, if you ask me. (laughs) (coughs) Curious pigeon.
3: The Hobbit films.
2: He was what? Dwarf.
1: Dwarf, Dwarf, What was his
0: profession? Dwarf isn't a profession.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs)
0: Was um, he called police? He's Barlin. Yeah, he's <laughs> just chaff.
1: One of the many useless dwarfs who don't have characters. Barlin.
3: He was actually he was one of the ones that did have Bollocks. a character. He was like yeah. the the wise older. Yeah. Oh, so guy. he was
0: retired. He was retired. Yes. Then. Okay.
3: <laughs> Gimli's, character. Gimli's
0: cousin. He wasn't one of the sexy dwarfs. Oh no! They made his gunk even bigger. In that film. Anyway, um
1: he's at he's at the edge of this film. At the start, we've just got three dickheads and a future dickhead who doesn't last very long. That's one of the small mercies at Abby is they introduce Keith Allen and they kill Keith Allen. He's That's gone a... early on in this film.
0: You know and how much to see his penis.
1: I was about to say exactly <laughs> the same thing.
0: Keith Allen, Again.
1: you can't you can't be around <laughs> Keith Allen for long without you seeing his penis.
0: I was gonna say I've seen it too many times.
1: I haven't even met the man
0: in person. (laughs) A person I've never met, I've seen their penis several times. That's not right. You say
2: the same thing about Ewan McGregor, too. That he's a penis. That he he flops it out. He's not known for it in real life as well, though. No, that's true.
1: Keith Allen infamously he loves getting his wanger out and being a prick to everyone.
3: and,
0: and That's uh, why it's a barometer for how much bad will I had by this film already. That I was pleased badly. that he'd shown up. Uh, <laughs> but I was glad he was there. That's why I hated the rest of these fucks.
1: Yeah, anyway, it's kind of curious that these like uh, slightly tough privileged wankers who uh, make fun like, they get people there and they sit them down and they sort of ask them stupid questions or whatever. And, um, like they, <sighs> I just don't get why. If you sit me down and I want to be in the flat, and then you ask me, you act like three pricks. I'm gonna be like, well, I, I don't want to move in here anyway. You seem like assholes. Like, why? I mean,
2: we never, we never see really any of the outcome for any of the interviews apart from the, the ginger guy. They just have they a montage remember.
1: where they prick around and like take a picture with the person. We don't even know why the people they have a. Uh... Being teased or whatever,
2: because they're three dickheads. That's it. Like that is. But we
1: just. It's like, oh, it's the guy from Orphans who carries the coffin on his back. He's here, and they they don't like him. Well, all right. Oh, it's it's you McGregor's mum is one of them, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. It's a
2: divorced man that they make cry. <laughs> yeah,
1: but anyways, yes, it's established these
2: these people are hilarious cards who you would love to be around. Um. <laughs> I so I I I don't I disagree with both you and Anthony. I think it's fully intentional. You're not supposed to like these characters.
3: Oh, that's clear. Like as you go on, I just thought like at the beginning, like they, because because of, of the situation, I suppose more than anything.
2: I I feel like I that I, maybe maybe it's just a me thing that like as soon as it started and it had that montage of them like basically making fun of people who were hoping to find a place to live that like that to me that set off like oh I can't wait to see how these three are destroyed by each other <laughs> yeah I think I think it sets the table for that I guess
1: if, if so, anything
2: they don't get ruined enough no I, well well I don't know there's some stuff bad stuff happens uh,
1: he gets
0: stabbed up significantly yeah,
2: but he's... I mean, Ewan McGregor is the one who makes out like a fucking bandit at the end. Yeah, yes, but is. the trauma they live through. Anyway, the,
1: we don't get that. All, all that happens really is they get Keith Allen. Keith Allen is presumably pretending to be a writer, and he's smooth and charming enough to be like, yeah, you can be here. We've just forgotten about it being a bullying process, and you you, you can move in. His name's Hugo. And, uh, well, he's,
2: he's charming, and he's hot. Charming and no, hot. He not, not
1: hot, hot guy. He's charming and he's bolting and he's <laughs> the usual <laughs> mess, maybe a, a little younger than you usually remember him because he is younger, I suppose. Uh, and he moves in, and then all we know is he has a big suitcase full, stacked incredibly high with paper notes and a bit of drugs that he presumably OD'd on or something. We don't make it explicit, he has them in one of his drawers. But he just moves in with a big pile of cash. He's a bit dubious. We don't know what is how he has all that money, but it's obviously crime related because there's some goons after him that we discover later. And so he, but he just kills over dead, and they don't really know that he's. They kind of invest. They kind of whoa, where's Hugo? And he's like hasn't come out of his room. His keys are still locked in the door, so they break in really quickly. Like if if someone wasn't answering the door. I wouldn't like instantly kick it down <laughs> to see if they were uh, well in there.
2: that's the thing again it's it this is part of the kind of characters they are especially Ju- Julia not Julie um Ju- uh, Julia and Alex are the ones who are sp- like she like as as a doctor she has like a professional front that she seems to put on right. but her and Ewan McGregor's character in particular seem very childish like at yeah. their core um and well, they're, they're like the ones.
1: In. He could be just jerking off with headphones on for all they know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, you did it's the early nineties. Headphones weren't invented yet. Um, what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but... If anything, they were bigger and more than... <laughs> But um, um, but no um, they're yeah. She it. sees that the keys in there, and she's like, Go on, kick kicking in." You know, and D- David's the one who's always like, "Maybe we shouldn't do all of this stupid shit that we're
1: doing. Maybe we
2: could live our own lives for like ten minutes." <laughs> yeah. Hmm.
1: But anyway, he's dead. And they're like, oh okay, gosh And then, like, so uh, Alex is like investigating his drawers and looking into stuff, even though he's dead. And they're not. You know, they're, Straight
0: they're, away. Yeah. Doesn't immediately wait for a moment. <laughs> not
1: even check his pulse.
0: No. She covers him up with a sheet. That's as far as humanity goes with these people.
1: Yep. Anthony, as a nine year old, was this what traumatized you seeing Keith Allen's? Penis and body of a, of a <laughs>
3: young age. <laughs> oh God! <Are> you... hardly. <laughs> oh, hardly. Oh God! <laughs> Don't leave him.
1: Um. Oh Christ. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but like, it's the 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 setup is essentially. Oh look, we found this suitcase under his bed. That's stacked full of money. Uh, we're about to call the police, as anyone would do when someone has just died uh when uh oh wait what if we uh what if we didn't call the police and maybe we figure out what we can do with this money instead maybe we can escalate this situation far beyond it needs to like the, the first thing all audience members are probably thinking is oh is this what i would do and what would i what decision would i make and so i think it's worth asking uh start with you Anthony. what would you do you you and your uh, two other flatmates have discovered keith allen dead a big stack of money in a suitcase. What is your thinking?
3: Hide the money and then call the police. All the money? Yeah.
1: So Yeah, so pop the suitcase somewhere else. We didn't know him. He's dead. That's weird. Yeah, okay. And then are you just divvying up with your friends? Uh, are you hoping they hold on to it or
3: what? Oh no! You hide it. You hide it for a while, for like a year or something. Sit on it. That's
0: exactly you, what I said when we. Talked until
3: before. you reel, until everything's cooled down. Yeah, see if then anyone comes looking
1: it. for it. Yeah, and then you presumably you get a plastic bag over the head, beaten up, and some men take it away, and you no money for you. So that's how that was well, done. That's the out. chance
3: you take, isn't it?
1: That's the chance you took, and you failed. I, I got dice to determine whatever, and it happens. Abby, what would you do?
0: Pretty similar. I'd hide it for ages. All of you it? Don't... Yeah, you don't think about it. You, you don't will think about anything. it. You've
1: got a massive <laughs> wad of money, eh? So the police come and they fucking have a look around and they find it and then you're not having it anymore, so you've lost out the money.
3: You wouldn't hide <laughs> it in
1: the house. Abby did hide it in the house and the police found
0: it.
1: <laughs> 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 so what, are you oh, that's it?
0: what we, that, when we talked about it after I said that I would split the money up into several bricks and hide them in different places. So So if some got found, maybe not all of it got found.
1: You're you're keeping all your eggs in one basket territory. That's good. So your mum has found some that you took to her house and she's like, what's this? And it's blown all out of proportion and the cops are called in and it's all gone again. (laughs) Bummer.
0: It's such a Debbie Downer. I'm
1: not. That's what I I would do. That's what I would do. (laughs) I'd be like, there's definitely something awry with this. Like, this is definitely criminals are going to come territory. Obviously, this guy's up to something. This could be stolen. Any, people are going to come looking. We don't know Hugo very well. Definitely not taking it all. Skim, call the police. Let the police deal with it. There's a big wadge of shitting shit money. And I've skimmed some off, obviously. like te- I don't know at what point I would, I don't know how much, but a good chunk of it. And then. Uh, maybe also separate hiding places in case anyone's like, oh, I can give you know, just to give someone a bit when they say, oh, okay, I did take some, this small amount. And then, unless the criminals who come looking for it and know exactly how much it should be, maybe you're in trouble then. So I get killed by, by, by murderous gangsters looking for the money who know I've taken some. Mm. Uh, the police have had most of it, and then the gangsters who have come for me have beaten me up till I uh, give them some, and then I'm killed. <laughs> so I'm dead uh jamie your chance what would you do with me <laughs> you got a minute and 30 seconds
0: um, i would just do d now.
2: <laughs> prime D, <D&D>, yeah <laughs> uh i um, would take it i would take it up into the attic and i would go up there and live with it and drill a bunch of holes in the ceiling <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that, that, works
1: up, up that works out perfectly you win yeah your flatmates accepted that you're crazy and moved out yeah. <laughs> and did not deal with you any further. we were too scared to tell the police because they'd be in trouble. Well done. Jamie gets, oh, gets right. the money Probably but it has gone it. mad. You'd eat it. Yeah. That's, that's weirder. So Anthony, do you agree then with their decision is to not just call, not call the cops, but to keep the money and dispose of uh, Alan's Keep not Keith Allen's body, Hugo's body. That's the same body. But is it get rid of the corpse yourselves? Not so you can't, you know, you your plan was to just tell the police about the corpse, but you know, do you think they did the right move?
3: I'm not sure about the right move. I suppose it makes sense. technically it makes a bit more sense because then there's less chance of uh, him being um, linked to you. I suppose.
2: Yeah, or someone turning up to you looking for the money.
1: <laughs> but you don't know anything... They don't know anything about him. So to me, it seems like a mad escalation of a situation where you could
2: get some money out of this. I mean, it yeah, I, that speaks to the characters. Like, they are not really... They're not very grounded people. Other than David, of the three of them, is, you know the more grounded and they sort of tempt him away from doing anything actually sensible and instead turn it into this like caper that goes horribly wrong. Cause of course it fucking does.
1: Yeah. I mean, no one's a sucker I would just like call the cops, let the cops deal with the money, <laughs> <laughs> deal with the money and all of it. And it's not our problem and move on. Uh, let's go bully some new tenants again. Nice. Um, It's okay, well, but I think it's really stupid that they like the crime of taking some money that doesn't belong to you is different to the crime of disposing of a body and then potentially being murder suspects, even though he, you know, he died of like it wasn't a murder or whatever. Yeah, you're making it immediately worse. Yeah, yeah, not just nicking money. Um, so there's also the elaborate right of I guess everyone's had the fantasy of what would you do if you had to get rid of a body. And it's a lot less pressing uh, if you, you not um, oh, Come on, everyone's not in the fantasy. Like the, the the thought, what would I do, right? Not imagining it and wanking off. I mean, like literally, <laughs> everyone has that. What would you do? Breaking Bad Styles, you get like a big vat of acid. Do you fucking drop it in a septic tank? Do you know what I mean? Every, are you going to disagree? Anyone?
2: Um, You've
1: never I, thought. I'm
0: what dizzy from what, the question. <laughs> yeah, I just really the
2: revelation that this is apparently something you have thought about. <laughs> no, everyone talks about how would you get rid of a body? No, um, you
1: have never had that conversation with anyone about what would you do? you, you know, you act manslaughter, or you have some reason to get rid of a body. What would you do? You've never had that discussion Because anyone. Anyway, it's just me.
0: I... Uh... I think, think
1: it's
0: it for you. I think I had it with you
2: <laughs>
1: so, but so after so we watched
0: fair. that episode of Breaking Bad.
2: Did he bring it up?
0: I just sort of came up on its own. After you've watched someone dissolve someone in a bath of acid, the- you <laughs> you know, you talk about things. <laughs> hey, no, one has, no one has found
1: the body parts yet, so obviously <laughs> I'm a man with some ideas that could work. Anthony, what about you? Have you ever had that discussion of what would you do if you had to get rid of a body?
3: I don't think I've openly had the discussion.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you've secretly had it. Secretly had the discussion. You've you've sat there. uh, Looking in the mirror. No, significant other who's pissed you off one more time. You're just thinking, I'd fucking chop you up and chuck you in a fucking uh, dam. (laughs) (laughs) You prick. (laughs) Oh, I'd fucking I'd murder the dog as well. No, anyway, um, <laughs> uh, FYI, I would uh, it would be the old classic mafia style: roll you up in a carpet, bury you, or you know whatever <laughs> simple burial. I've oh, oh ha-
3: digging a grave is hard work. Yeah, you don't, as
1: we <laughs> learn in this film, you don't do it. You don't go dig a grave like headlights of a car style with the body a convenient. It's wrap the body up nice and safe.
2: Well, she, as we see, she, she, as a doctor, has access to the morgue and the incinerator. So, like, the, why, why did they bury any of him? Yeah, I thought
1: that's where it was going, where she has the, like, oh, we can do a last minute, like, chuck chuck some body parts of the incinerator. I thought that was guaranteed to be the way. Cause so they, they, they... Because of
2: the entire body. Yeah, it's
1: definitely not. Bl- that's not uh,
0: as easy for it to carry around a yellow bag with an entire body in it, is it? That's true, sure, but
2: you do it in it. bits. Yeah.
1: yeah, I think. Yeah, the sense, the sense, the normal person thing is you put it out in the trash, like fucking. You just put it in black bags and let the bin man deal with it. Obviously. The the, no-
2: the normal person's way of disposing <laughs> of a body. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, um,
1: yeah, but in this, in this, then uh, it is okay. We're gonna needlessly get ourselves in this crime of disposing of a guy. We hope he has no connections to anyone, and if they come knocking, we just deny he ever lived here because he hasn't lived there for very long. Uh, you know, he he couldn't possibly have told people where he lives or passed on any information or have relatives or anything. None of them seem to have relatives. Yeah, I mean,
2: yeah, that's that's the thing. It it that even comes up later on because somebody told can
1: the... stop, yeah. And well, he yeah. you knows the the bad guys as well, right? They get information from torturing yeah. people. It's quite good. Uh, yeah. Don't mean it like that. Well, uh, anyway, the point doing is, doing some things. They, they decide... <laughs> no, no. I thought that the the scenes were good in terms of getting over these uh, criminals as dangerous, and they were yeah. interesting. They were no messing gangsters. I like that about them. None of this fucking talk to you and while away the hours discussing things and burning cigarettes on you. It's literally kidnap you, beat you up, nearly kill you, and then kill you as soon as you pass the information on. You know, it's, bla- yeah. it's bags over heads, tied up, hit you in the shins. <laughs> make you make you find out what you need to find out. No fucking chat, you know? Um, no superfluous chat and all that. Letting a guy freeze to death in a big chest freezer. That's nah, fucked. He didn't even try and get out. Three bags. That's- it wouldn't have kept me I mean- in there. He's fucking freezing. Oh, sorry, mate. Obviously, you've died in a freezer before. <laughs> You're fighting for your life. Come on. Cold or not. Um, anyway, they, they decide they, the sensible thing to do, bury him in a shallow grave, hence the title of the film, uh, but also, we need to chop off anything we can identify him with. You know, cause You could burn someone and then that will attract people, I suppose. But they're like, okay, chop his hands off. Is
2: it hands and feet and teeth? Yeah. Right? They, sm- they oh, um... smash his teeth out with a fucking hammer. Normal. Um. Yeah. The whole set of, I feel like this is going to be a divisive one. I liked how they needlessly ended up forcing David to be the one to do all of the actual like. Horrible shit to the body, like sawing the limbs off and smashing his face in. Yeah, they kind because, of create their own
1: serial killer, really, don't they? Yeah,
2: because they, like they're all kind of like they're all like, "Well, I don't want to do it."
1: I and like, you, I don't, I
2: have no moral scruples with it, but it's gross and yucky. Yeah, <laughs> and it just ends up being like the one of the three of them who, of course, he's going to be a serial killer. Look at him, like. <laughs> He like the he is the person one. that you would be, okay, so of the three of us, you definitely shouldn't be the one to cut up the corpse. Yeah. <laughs> Cause just fucking looking at look at your glasses, there's no way you would come out of that not also killing everyone else around you. Well you and McGregor is the most
1: annoying because they're all quite blase. Well, they're fairly blasé. And you and McGregor's like they're gonna get like the shovels and the items they need to bag and to de- decapitate and whatever else they're gonna do. Uh, And he's, like, in the hardware store, kind of openly talking about getting rid of a corpse.
2: And how the body's starting to go off.
1: Yes. So he doesn't really care or, you know, Um, he's not worried.
2: I don't feel like I've seen much where Ewan McGregor plays, like, an unlikable character. Uh,
1: Depends who you ask, doesn't it? (laughs) Any Star Wars? (laughs) Okay, now, hold on. He's good. He's good as Obi Wan. I just think yeah. People uh, he's
2: he's he he's the only thing in the prequels. That I mean, is good.
1: M- Moulin Rouge comes to mind when you think. When I think
2: annoying. Fair. I think that's the he the, the film itself, though. Um, but no, like he's generally he plays. I mean, Train Spotting. He's not. He's not this character in Train Spotting. Like this obnoxious little shit that he's he plays a little, in this he's film. A
1: Similar. There's parallels. You got yeah. a better haircut in Boy. This haircut is fucking.
2: Oh, long-term. you shut up. His 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 mane in this film is mane. gorgeous. His
4: lank hair, <laughs> disgusting
2: yeah. medium. Are you joking? <laughs> that's filthy. Um, I no. I generally i I generally really like Ewan and McGregor. Like that's I always, fun. he's good. And, I like him mostly. And I, for me, it's interesting to see him play such an unpleasant character because I feel like that's not. What he would end up doing most of the time
1: Abby what do you reckon Are you a McGregor fan or no
0: uh, I think I'm probably Fairly neutral
1: Towards him Depends on the role Depends on what he's doing If he's the right one for it, is it
0: No, I've liked him in some stuff I haven't liked him in others
1: It's the material rather than him isn't it He's good mm. What about you Anthony Are you a McGregor fanboy
3: I've warmed to him Slowly. recently I never used to... Well, I wouldn't say I never used to like him. There's some things... Like, everybody does a, an American accent, uh, that turns me off.
2: I mean, yeah. I, I feel like that's most British actors.
3: Yeah, true. Um, e-
1: Eccles Cake's interesting as well, because he's obviously famous for Doctor Who, but I always just think of him as the guy in Gone in 60 Seconds who really likes wood, despite being... <laughs> despite owning a scrapyard and wanting you to steal cars. He's obsessed with just well-made wood products.
2: Christopher Eccleston's an interesting actor because he's... Funny looking. Massive years. Weird. Yeah, big, big, lanky, weird British looking guy. And also, like, he, again, not to, to talk about other Danny Boyle films too much, but as the spoilers villain in 28 days later he's phenomenally sinister is he the virus that gets all the zombies yes no he plays a he plays a again full spoilers for 28 days later he he plays a military guy who like takes them in when they're like trying to survive and initially seems like he's gonna help and then like it turns out that he's planning to do some horrible shit with the two uh, the, with the woman and the young girl, they have with them to placate his troops, um, exactly. and it goes in some dark directions. And he it, does it. They play uh,
1: Connect Four for money,
2: the, but he <laughs> plays it with this really like. It's not like a manic villain. He's very like controlled and quiet and clipped, um, and it's he's really good. He's a, he's generally just a really good actor and. I liked him embracing uh dork who turns into Jeffrey Dahmer in this film. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's good, I guess. Yeah. And I, I think I mentioned it in the chat. I like that later on in the film, he starts turning into Gollum, <laughs> where he's like hopping around on the beams in the attic on all fours.
0: <laughs> I don't know
2: why his turning into a murderous lunatic also makes him very acrobatic. Yeah, it's... Uh...
0: As someone who's been up in an attic with no <laughs> boards, yeah. the fact you have to go from beam to beam to beam to beam does make you a lot more animalistic than you'd care to admit. True,
2: I don't. Yeah, and we don't know quite how long he's been up there. It seems like it's a while. This is a a big problem I had. Uh, beyond the initial
1: mistake of getting involved with murder, uh, dumping a body, and all this, so they they you know they do initially successfully get rid of the corpse burn the hands, like she chucks the incinerator, you know, she managed to bag up the, the bits and chuck them in a, a, a skip going to the incinerator. So it's all, all well hands and good. Hands,
2: feet, teeth, penis. No, Any... no, 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 you can't, you
1: can't, oh, everyone can identify Keith Allen from his penis, that makes sense. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's seen it, everyone can, everyone can pick it up out of a line out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they, they're they sort of successful in that regard. Then they got the problem of the m- money b- burning a hole in their pockets, so to speak uh, big fat pockets they'd need to get it all in. But they got this suitcase, and um, they will be having trouble and questions, but it seems they kind of go mad. <laughs> like Eccleston has had to do the do the horrible, gruesome stuff, so it's driven him a bit, you know, weird. Yeah, mostly immediately uh, fucked up. It's a little too fast. I would have liked a more believable slow burn where they all go crazy because they're paranoid about each other. Maybe nicking money. They they're paranoid that they're going to get caught by the police. They're worried about gangsters coming for them. But they kind of Eccleston goes off the deep end, and it doesn't take him that much to be right. I'm sleeping with the money, and it's I'm decided. I'm gonna not only just we can't divvy the money up. I will go into the attic and keep the money up there, and I will create a lock for the attic, and I will sleep up there, and then I'll even wrap it up in plastic bags and tape it and hide it in a really obvious, the only chest in the, <laughs> in the attic with water in for some reason. The,
2: I, the, I think it's that the money itself sort of represents the only thing he has that like anchors him to reality now that he's done something so out of character for and, like, not something he ever expected to do. Because he even says whenever they find the body, that was the first time he's ever, like, seen a dead body. So to go from that to then having to be the one who saws the body up, and I think especially the the, the film very pointedly, like, lingers on Keith Allen's dead face right before Eccleston starts, like, smashing the face in with the hammer. Mm. Like, it's, like, that, I think, would be the thing that... There doesn't need to be a slow burn after that because he's caved a, a man's face sure. in. Like, but,
1: but he's like drilling holes in the fucking ceiling to spy and they're not even well-placed holes. They're like holes where you don't need another hole there. There's too many well, he's now. He's a fucking
2: maniac. He does, he's not really thinking like...
1: Oh, it's fucking Danny Boyle going to look cool with the light coming through. Like, strategically, where would be the best place to
2: put these? He's like. You just need fucking... a discreet hole to look through. Hey, the idea locked, is you're locked... With that.
1: <laughs> you know, you lock If you're locked up there with your fucking suitcase of money... And your friends are like, I guess that's fine. We'll go about sleeping in our bedrooms with him watching us. <laughs>
2: I, did, I did think it was weird that they, they seemed okay with like falling asleep in the flat while he's up there. As soon as he says, I'm going to go
1: sleep in the attic, I'll be like, no, you're not. We're giving up the money. <laughs> you, you're insane. Like Not insane in a, I've gone like mad, but like no, I, it would be argument clock." It, <laughs> that's what it should have been. It would have been like, let's have a big argument about what we're doing with the money. You can't spend it. You'll get caught. You're too frivolous. You guys have... like, oh, We see that scene where uh, the, like Alex and... Uh, fuck, what's the name? The Doctor? Julia. Julia. They're like, oh, should we spend some of the money? And because yeah. of the, the budget limitations of the film, it's like, what would we do? We'd uh. film ourselves on a camcorder that we've bought new, and We'd buy silly clothes from presumably TK Maxx and like dress up like a woman and and buy a shit doll and um what else? oh buy god a big, that buy horrible little
2: gorilla as well sprawl doll uh baby thing F- foreshadowing train spot in yeah I was I thought the same thing um but like I thought how you and McGregor shit... look you and McGregor looked pretty good in the dress to be fair <laughs> yeah,
1: that's fine that's yeah you could you could mm-hmm. uh, do RuPaul's Drag Race that's good. So I mean, has anyone a... else seen Velvet Gold Mine?
2: No. Oh, not for
0: fucking ages. Oh, that might go on the
2: list. I don't know why even can if you and McGregor flopping his cock out. <laughs> I think we did. Yeah. But like
1: it's the did anyone was there anyone really underwhelmed with the fucking example of how they spent their money?
2: I was. Oh yeah, that was, it was dog shit. For what they were able to do, I see what they were doing. Like it felt it felt like we couldn't do anything. So I felt like there was th- there wasn't really a need for a montage. They could have just come like it, it could have been David coming home to a bunch of shit and they're drunk and Ewan McGregor's in a dress and he's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Because if all you do,
1: you could get pissed for like get pissed and wear silly clothes for like under thirty quid. You don't need millions. I'm like, we bought a camcorder five hundred pounds. To be oh, only it was nineties,
3: the so there wasn't that much to do. That's really. true.
2: We were because <laughs> we were talking. Yeah, we were talking about this before we even started. The fact that you know this is the era when uh, you would watch TV just because whatever was on was on, and you had to accept it.
1: They have a modest TV, big new TV. be buying that to work with your camcorder. They they filmed. They, they It was very realistic the way the the footage they watched. They watched themselves back on VHS. Yeah, having a having a laugh. And they were <laughs> uproariously laughing at how boring they were being. <laughs> and, you, okay, you say that well, you would buy a
2: bigger yeah. TV. You also have to remember that in the early nineties, if you were going to buy a big TV, that means you would have to consider how many like vans you would need. To
4: yeah. transport it,
2: how many, how uh, the the crew of workmen you'd have to have? The truth is, you'd buy to, stuff to and it, would it take,
1: your. It would take ages to be, and up all them stairs, fucking hell! Yeah. It, like you'd order stuff, and it's like, right, we, we're making your uh, new deluxe giant double king size bed, Mister Nicholas, but it won't be with you for five months. <laughs> <laughs> the TV's not going to be delivered for two weeks. Yeah, we really shit. Maybe they could only get like a fucking camcorder because they can walk out with it. Like, this is what i would be doing. I like, mean, oh, shit, we've managed to get away with uh, hiding the body of Keith Allen, right? Well, I'm moving out with my share of the money. See you later. Let's never meet each
2: other again. I mean, Julia does have the idea, especially when yeah. she realises how, like, well, it's after the, the gangsters finally turn up and they fucking beat Ewan McGregor's shins with a crowbar. I wouldn't um, be hanging around till then. I would have been gone. Straight, that's what I like mean. Donkey she Kong, she do, you know? does at least have that idea of like, hey, yeah, maybe yeah. I should leave the country. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just it's not
1: getting to a point where one of us or one one of us, one of the flatmates, is hiding up in the loft with the money. Literally, not one person with the money. You can't tr- like, even if you trust people. You you like they're going back to their jobs and there's like a massive suitcase full of money in the house and if any one of them is stays there, they can help themselves right and they do fuck around with it.
2: Yeah, that's the point. But I like the, that. Your no, it's not the point. Of this film is, my criticism is people have done. done
1: it. It's not. It's not. Really yeah. I saw how, how I would have done it. I don't <laughs> buy that people would behave this way. You have the, the, This is meant to be like a, a psychological drama. Well, thing.
2: so you say. You're meant that, to believe but... it like we're like we're talking as i said at the start the film at least implies that they come from some kind of like privilege they definitely act like they're entitled yeah and now you have the richest man in the world owning uh the biggest social media platform in the world naming no names but look at who could, how who could you mean? There hundreds of people you're referring to. <laughs> but look at how that's currently going, and then talk about like how people re- would realistically act in real life. Because I would say it's kind of the same behavior. Right, we well, well, Privileged so. people I, act like dickheads, sure.
3: I saw it more as their 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 coping mechanism was to just ignore and pretend it didn't happen, Get. kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. So that's, that's their kind of coping mechanism when they do that shopping spree kind of thing.
1: Also, Ewan McGregor is a little bit like he's starting to have nightmares and things, isn't he? Like it's not, yeah, we it's going, no... it is affecting them. Yeah. And so maybe you make rash decisions. But uh, I don't know. It's it, it sort of, for me, it never feels plausible. And I sort of, you know, give them a bit of like, okay, they're different to me. Yeah, they, they react differently. Uh, so, but it's still, it's pretty stupid. And I, I think they've, avo- I think he avoided some good tension by escalating it quickly and having things uh, play out as they did. Let's talk. Let's talk about the thugs. The thugs that we see, we cut to that. Some guys just rounding up. I guess they're just people who are connected to. Yeah. Uh, Hugo. We don't know who they are, we don't know who the thugs are, we don't know how, how Hugo had the money.
2: I like that we never find out. That's great. It's, mm. it's unnecessary. It. Just, yeah, straight in. every I, All the information you need and then uh, dispatched.
1: I Abby, mean, who was the guy you, you you perked up when you saw one of the guys who was uh, uh, one of the
3: thugs?
0: Perk up is the wrong word. It was another one on those list of guys but I can't remember his name he's Dower so, Scotsman who's never done anything nice like Tyrannosaur. <laughs> he's yeah he was in it. Tyrannosaur most recently for us. he was in a Chekhov play I had to watch a long time ago.
1: He's usually just a nasty older bastard. Sometimes I think sometimes he's like a nice older guy, I don't know. But, yeah, you but happy.
0: Whenever I see him I'm like oh no Blech. you're good but you uh, you are never in anything nice. This is pleasant. gonna be
1: Grim <laughs> I really like the uh, so they like they dunking some guy in like bloody water in a bathtub and getting him to confess what they knows and mm. uh, I like they just ditch him upside down when he's dead. Apparently the the uh, the trivia I read was that that Danny uh, Boyle just wanted well, it's a strong swimmer and uh, this guy his only acting role is is in this because he was a strong swimmer so they, so he could film drowning him leaving him in a puddle of uh, Oh, not a
2: puddle, a bathtub of blood, or whatever. Is it Peter Mullen? Is that the actor? Yes, it is. Yeah, I recognize a... him too. He's a fucker. God, you're right. All the films that are on his IMDb are just grim. <laughs> <Please, laughs> yeah. <please, please, laughs> I, I don't know how you get
1: like you have got a special relationship with casting directors. The only this is my time. niche. Only if it's really fucking sad and awful. <laughs> what's the what's the second one? They um... oh the freezer, right? Yeah, they yeah. eventually track down that it's something to do with this flat, and there's been a robbery downstairs. Is that connected, or is it? Do you think? They've I think like
2: it's, I, I, I don't think it's connected. I think it's, uh, it, just, uh, it's is just dangerous. a just Glasgow. Yeah, it's a random. Yeah. Um,
1: Anthony, what do you make of the visceral scene where the thugs catch up with our flatmates and break in and uh, go up looking in the attic and stuff?
3: I think it's probably one of my favorite bits because, like, uh, well, like we said, like they they're introduced very uh, only a little bit. Like you, you get a little bit of them, it's and peaceful. then kind of you, it's always in your mind that they're going to turn up, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then it happens so suddenly that it it really I found it quite effective.
1: Yeah, definitely. It feels the most real, and I I already complimented it for being like, oh, they don't fuck around. They don't care, it's not about talking, it's about, you get it, we've got you, we'll hurt you, you'll tell us, and they do, and they, they, like, Ewan McGregor sends him up into the attic.
2: Yeah, I, that was something I liked as well, is that, like, Ewan McGregor immediately tells them where the money is, like, because I could see this film, like, I could see a story like this going in a different direction, where it's like, he won't. Tell them and just trying to like pretend that it, yeah. but like no, he like he will crack instantly under pressure. I mean, you've been in the shins. I'm saying everything. Oh yeah, with the, I'm not. I am not pretending that I would not. Also, I'd I'd have done it before. I even the the crowbar was
0: necessary. Huh? <laughs> as soon as they put a bag over your head, you would be like, ah! Blah, oh, fuck, blah, as blah, soon blah. as they, as soon as they pushed in the door, would <laughs> be like, yeah, yeah, upstairs,
2: come in. Don't what worry. About,
1: what about Eccles Kicks? He's, his. It's a bit annoying for me that he's this mental and paranoid, and he was absolutely right to hide in the attic. It was the perfect plan all along. So well, he knew
2: his... someone was going to come
1: look in. That's why he didn't want to spend any of it. So leave the location where Hugo was last known, and be somewhere else with your money.
2: Yeah, but now, this that's the thing, like, is it that he has a little bit of a taste to it? Like was he waiting for an opportunity? I don't know about that. I don't think he was ready to
1: kill Well, like, there
3: is the the incident downstairs where someone like breaks in. Oh uh, yeah, that's, that's true. what he it, thinks he discovers yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He, yeah, I think he gets confirmation to be more paranoid from this bit of break yes. in all the more reason to leave. With the money, um, but <laughs> what, what what about Anthony uh, Eccleston hammering them, and then the amazing dummy shot of uh, the guy <laughs> falling down the ladder?
2: Crash test dummy. It was the same one they used uh, earlier in the film whenever they were taking his uh, taking Hugo's body down the stairs. It was yeah, a crash test nice. dummy. And why not? But is this is
1: this a good moment for you? Is it good when uh, everyone starts being a bit afraid of uh, Dave, right, David?
3: Yes. I
1: mean, okay. you know, I, I can't <laughs> put words in everyone else's mouth. Me and Jamie will just talk. You've got, I'm just uh, offering a space to say whatever you want. <laughs> just trying. I don't know. I wish this is how
2: he'd play Doctor Who.
1: The murderer? comes If he'd have come down in his pants with a sonic
2: screwdriver. <laughs> love that. Putting it to somebody's forehead and making a little cut.
1: Oh, the, the, the tiniest. If someone puts a drill to your head and made a little cut, no. That's that then. That's, <laughs> I'll do whatever you say. And then as soon as you turn away, I'm like fucking hog tying you and like go fuck yourself, money. You've just lost your share of the money. I know. I partly expected Bigby to come in with a fucking. He's back from prison. And he's going to start killing everyone. Put everyone in their place. It'd be great if he was tied to the crime. Maybe that's what. maybe the crime was Big B was involved with the crime that Hugo was involved with, and he's in prison in trainspotting
2: because of that or something. Apparently, there is. I wasn't like I don't know. I haven't seen trainspotting enough times to know, but apparently there there is something that suggests they they are like in the same like universe, it's a shared universe. This is a franchise. This is now a Marvel movie. <laughs> I thought well, you and McGregor
1: isn't the same character. I think no. there's there's parallels. I don't think it quite works as a. It could no, it's it been. is it
2: is a thing that we used to do before Disney started making superhero movies. It's called an Easter egg, where a creator. Well, it's not just... an Easter
1: egg. It's a theory that it's a connected universe. But no, it's that's not. Called, it... It's in Scotland. That's the
2: universe of this universe. <laughs> no, it's when a creator would go, "Hey, uh, rem- know this from this other film I made." The end. Wink. Yeah. Instead of that, then being spun out into 19, uh, two and a half hour films.
1: Well, I look forward to the rest of the Shallow Grave slash Train Spotted Shared Universe movies.
2: Wait until Nick uh, Fury turns up. S- going to get. SG2. Really shallow weird. Grave
1: 2. That's what they want. Are they, are they, are they, well, Nick Fury can go fuck himself. He's nothing to do with the Shallow Grave universe. Not, well, once the universe gets folded into the Marvel one, well, oh, whatever, this is dumb. Let's carry <laughs> on with what we're supposed to be dealing with. This stupid film. Eccles kicks. He's gone hammer crazy. We've got two more bodies. What do we do with them, guys?
0: Chops not... them up and bury them. And smash That's their faces right. in.
1: Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, Same grave. Why dig a new hole in a different it's... location where you could dig the old hole up again?
0: I think
2: it's here that is one of the... Uh, there's the... There's a bit later on, there's a shot from inside the attic of all the light coming up through the holes, which yeah. is really cool. But there's and one Liam. here as well of him, uh, like hacking up the bodies. And it's like this he's in silhouette against like a red, uh, light that's coming up from behind him through yeah. like fog. It's a bit more I really like that. Uh, I, that I get it's visually strong, but it makes no
1: sense. I liked the thing. I do. I, I didn't altogether dislike it. I, I thought the light. Okay, it looks dramatic. It doesn't make any. There's no. as it like tail lights? I don't know. Yeah, like, I think it's
2: the brake lights on the car. But it's
1: more than that, though. It's intense. It's also the like brake lights, the with the luminosity of the sun. You know, like he's properly mm. bathed in red light. But I like intercutting it with him. It's the sense he's gone mad, and he's like he drew the short straw. And he had to chop up the bodies before.
2: Do we know why he got to do it the second time? XP, I was Just yeah, because oh, he because now he's thinking like, well, I know how to do this. Like i can do this. I've done ch- it before. I'll do like, it again.
1: It's like chicken bones. You know yeah. how to deal with him. So but I like him. But he's playing with a torch and looking at his blood through his fingers. So he's gone a bit more fucking. I don't know Ed Gein or whatever, isn't he? Like yeah, he's uh, there's the that element where he's going a bit more deranged. I like. Um, I think it should get to the point where he's the most intimidating one. Uh, And then so when they've got two... Well, they've they've become murderers themselves, or one of them has, and now they've got a proper serial killer's nest of things going on. Uh, The police are coming up, and they're more investigating the burglary downstairs, isn't it? And Eccles Cakes gets interviewed about Mm. what he knew, and he knew nothing.
0: But they just... They smelt it on him. They... Yeah, McCall, he had his number straight away, looking at him like, hmm, right.
1: Columbo yeah, mm. like, I said he before, like Columbo acts like
2: Columbo. Like I said before, in this film, Christopher Eccleston just looks like a serial killer immediately.
1: <laughs> but it's also uh he asks about the flatmates. The other he doesn't actually interview the other flatmates, he just asks about the other three, and then mm. he gets like told oh there's just two other flatmates there's only ever three of us yeah. and obviously ken stott makes a point of telling his uh assistant to like write down that correct it or get the number written and numbered. oh no no
2: it's it's uh yeah and it's also uh you can what is it you can write it as numbers or or spell it out as words uh, whichever you choose and then there's a little like beat of silence and then he's like which did you do i did both very good. <laughs> <laughs> really liked the little back and forth. It was really good. It's really good to write it and number it. it was so stupid.
1: <laughs> but it's that. It's that. Like, uh, no, it's fine. This is just a mistake. It's like, and then it's like, uh, they know, like, oh well, obviously mm-hmm. someone else yeah. knows. You, they were renting to four. That's weird. Um, so I, I would have liked maybe the other people to interview, and then for them to say different reasons. Like oh yeah we did not oh and like they get shown the photographs of the the murdered uh, murdered people, and you could kind of see it being like one person says we don't know them and the others like well maybe he tried we, we interviewed a lot of people and were dicks to them, and he was one of the people we might have seen he looks familiar, or you know I don't know the, the, once the pressure is put on you could the cracks didn't. Come out to the police per se. I mean, it did, oh, I suppose they did. Ian McGregor was going to make a phone call one time, and he gets the answer phone, did not he? So there are times where yeah, think he, he was, was going well, to the police or something.
2: At that point, it's revealed he's hidden the money under the floorboards and replaced what's in the suitcase with the newspaper clippings.
1: Well, he we don't know that though. Like he's been up there. We know that because. It, it, uh, Julia and Alex come and they're worried about Eccles Kicks or they were bit they want to resolve things. So that he's not in they want to find him in the attic and then they find you know, and McGregor finds the money and uh, has switched it or is planning to switch it or whatever. And then come they they're they're confronted, why are you up there? And it's like, well fucking hell, we're all shared. It's the money, like the whole thing. It's all daft. But they've got into an argument about it and from that point on, it becomes more complicated. Everyone sort of is willing to betray each other a bit more. Uh, no one, there's not the trust is gone. And we never quite know how it's going to go because Eccles kicks. It, sort of, Dave, sorry, should I say, David beca- has become paranoid, but is holding it together a bit. And he seems to be he's watching voyeuristically Julia undress and go about her morning routine.
2: I, one thing I liked about the the scene where he is watching a kind of like a norm like Norman Bates style, hmm. um, there is a moment where she starts to like undress, and I like that he actually looks away. A bit like ashamed. I like that. He, yeah, I like I like that. It there's that suggestion that like he hasn't gone completely mental. Like there is a there is still some sense of like well I can't yeah. I can't perv on her while she's doesn't know like... Well, she's his, completely mental.
1: They all heard and oh, saw they, him yeah.
2: drill horse. Yeah. <laughs> and they're acting very <laughs> normal. Well, I also wonder, because it happens a little bit later on, like, is she knows, and is she trying to think, like, well, maybe if I, like, seduce him and get on his side a little bit, I can come out of this okay, which, you know, is what she kind of tries to I think... do.
1: I think there's a suggestion that she doesn't like. There's, she She's a bit more flirty and stuff with Hugh McGregor. Like, they go to like a benefits ball and she dances. It, uh, oh, a, God, they're
2: insufferable in that scene.
1: Yeah. So there's like this charity ball, and he's like, Hugh McGregor's wearing a horrible tartan suit because oh, they're all God. Scottish and there's people with kilts and there's dancing. And uh, I think that's where they get in a kerfuffle with the
2: ginger guy who they were being put, mean put you to you in a fucking bin bag. Yeah. Um I did. I did like you and McGregor's. You didn't tell me this was for children. I hate children. I want my money back.
1: That's, that's funny.
2: That's what. That's the dark. That's
1: that darkly comic bit thing they were talking about. I see. There you go. Clarified. <laughs> uh, but like they, they establish a bit of a like. He's on the floor and he he's pinned under her foot and it's yeah, a foot. Yeah, they like, have a. They have horsey. a more
2: like. Yes, like flirty, saucy relationship. Yeah. And then
1: when it's with she it, when has... she, she uses her, I feel like she makes a decision to, well, I will get David on, but I'm a bit frightened of him, so I'll get him on side by sleeping with him or, or, yeah. or you know, using sex as a kind of.
2: Well, and there is weapon. earlier in the film, there's a hint that her and David have slept together before, but like, don't talk about it.
1: Abby, what, what do you make of this? Is this uh women using their feminine wiles to get what they want? Is this relatable another tick in the awful things I hate about this box or what?
0: I think when you're in a situation that is sufficiently dangerous, you use whatever you got. I felt so like I'm... they
1: justified it in this, do you think? That she'd back this way to sit for her yeah. own safety. It would
0: be worth a go.
2: <laughs> Fuck it. <Right>.
0: Like <laughs> I am um, I, I, I haven't had a feminine while in my life. <laughs> even I would have tried. <laughs> I think.
1: I, I think it's uh, interesting as well that there's not even a definite bond between them because when Eccleston is leaving with the presumed suitcase of money, he, he she's like, "You didn't wake me up as we planned." We to yeah, They're abandon- all
2: fucking each other over. Yeah. I I have a. A, a proper criticism of something I did not like okay. in this film, um, and it's something that in this film is unnecessary, but is then also used very effectively in Train Spotting. Uh, Ewan McGregor's voiceover at the beginning and at the end. Why
3: wasn't it Christopher Eccleston?
2: Whatever, whichever <laughs> one of them. <laughs> well, he's, but, a, yeah. he's
1: like dead. He's uh, we see him. Being, we sort of rotating around him from above on as uh, like, like a cadaver. Yeah, like, I said he wasn't blinking, so I reckon he's dead. To Abby, and she goes, "Oh, Christopher Eccleston
2: never blinks.
0: <laughs> he doesn't blink.
2: No, I. Think he <laughs> oh, that's why he's so good in Twenty Eight Days Later because he's yeah. very quiet and 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 contained and is also not fucking blinking. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it is meant to be the the same shot as the end of the film. But it like, I don't know. He's more dead. It's a, it's a little like bit of, yeah.
1: It's... He has a dream about it as well, which confuses things. I think there are a
2: couple of, and I it, I think this might just be it being Danny Boyle's first film and the, him being the kind of director he is. There are a couple of like artist, artistic flourishes in the film that don't quite belong
1: in it. I think chuck out all the dream sequences, like
2: Ewan McGregor or Eccleson's well, ones. Well, no, because have... Ewan, Ewan McGregor's provides uh, like some, yeah. uh, like a, a plot point. Well, him,
1: well, the fact that he's hiding from the police under the floorboards in his dream or whatever.
2: Yeah, Danny Boyle himself said that the reason that's in there is... Just to that clear you up that that's to where he well, it's supposed money. to be. It's supposed to be where he got the idea from. Like he had a... Right. He, well, like he dreamed and then thought, oh... But you don't need that. You could just write it differently,
1: and it would be fine. You just don't include artsy dream sequences. It doesn't doesn't add anything.
3: The bit that I would bring up in that context is like the opening scene where they're like speeding through the through the. Yeah, also very similar to
2: very very train spottingy, and again used much more effectively in that film, and kind of not like I don't know why that's here.
1: Yeah, the the prototype doesn't work in this movie, but it, it is needed for the Trainspotting stuff to have been figured out, doesn't it? Like, they've... I, I imagine Trainspotting is better part of than this film yeah. existing.
2: Oh, yeah, you can... He's trying some things out with this film. I think that's part of what I liked about it, was I could sort of see the template for a lot of films that came after in this, yeah. like, stuff he was trying... That he would then like iron out um, and then uh, forget that he did and would make a shit film uh, about <laughs> the Beatles with Ed Sheeran. Uh, a, if only there was a, a universe
1: where Danny Boyle film didn't exist. Yesterday and then I could make all the hit <laughs> movies of his and become a slumdog millionaire. Actually, millionaires even foreshadowed because in this, they have, he's watching a Chris Tarrant show about how to lose. Oh, yeah! Dream. Is that well, a real right. show? It's some horrible fucking clothes on, like weird neon oh, clothes.
2: It is again something we were talking about before we started recording. Horrible eighties British game shows. Is it real though? Or was it like
3: what they called Lose a Million? I'll yeah,
2: I mean it looked
1: real. Like well, well, we wouldn't fake it it's would you? Here. Chris Tarrant is weird mullety hair.
2: He's also watching The Wicker Man, which is much less depressing than that game show looked. That's true. <laughs> Jesus Christ!
1: Jesus Christ! Is <laughs> Chris Tarrant? Jesus Christ! Don't make me go and lose a million.
2: <laughs> oh my God! Uh, being led up a hill to Chris
1: Tarrant—awful. Uh, um, but what what goes on with the uh, Fox? Doesn't get as much going on. She doesn't. We don't see her psyche fall apart that much. We'll get her dreams. She just, you know tries to fuck them over the same way. It's a lot like, we, what was the film we did uh, with Billy Bob Thornton and the, a bunch of people fighting over a bag of money?
2: Oh, Simple Plan. I mean, it plan. Is, it's, it's a similar... It's, apparently, up to that, really. it, one of the Canterbury Tales see, is like very much a, a template for these kinds of stories where like a bunch of people who know each other come into some kind of treasure or fortune and then it tears them apart it, it's a it very, uh, like, yeah. It's a very familiar story. Like it's been done a bunch of times by different people.
1: Yeah, that's why you don't do anything outlandish. You Just go, no, I'll just call a fucking police. Easier your lives without. We've it. all seen
2: the <laughs> treasure of the Sierra Madre. We know. Yeah, all. that's
1: it. Yeah. Um, but you know, she. uh it's sort of it sort of culminates in a quite a good wrestling match, I would say. Like they have a proper backroom bra- bar brawl, <laughs> hitting each other with. Boiler room as- brawl. Boiler room brawl show hardcore <laughs> match. It's all like, right, where are you going? I'm going out. You're not. You are buying a fucking. I know that you've bought an aeroplane ticket to Rio. Oh yeah. Well, actually, I bought it. What? You bought it? No, he didn't. Uh, forget, it's all a big, you know, kerfuffle. I
2: like. I like the fact that they're all double crossing each other, but can't keep any of what they've done straight. <laughs> so they all just kind of. Let's all just tw- have a big. Like, Fight. Yeah, they all just shout stuff and then get angry and beat each other And up. then Doctor Who punches her, his assistant in the face. It's amazing. <laughs> like I said, he should have played Doctor Who like he played this character. It's a proper equal Sorry, opportunity. The
1: doctor. It's a proper equal opportunities fight as well where everyone's getting the fucking... Yeah. The fist, whatever, and it's like so if everyone's all... getting fisted. Um, well, yeah. like the it, it, only there's, there's toaster smashes and people
2: wrestling onto spears into tables and things. The but... bit that didn't work was him slamming Chris Frackles's head in the fridge, <laughs> he was Mouchily. doing it far too gently.
1: It was a bit too, uh, yeah, it was a bit Tommy Dreamer ish, if you will. Um, light to touch. Oh, no, well, not, no, maybe not him so much. Hulk Hogan wasn't wasn't one for hitting people very hard with things. Anyway, wrestling references aside, also, Good I felt... get him one in. <laughs> it wasn't hard with this one. Also, the the big bag of money was hanging above them all the whole time. It was like a ladder match, guys. Oh.
2: Come on, money in the bank. Also, uh, Ewan McGregor's hair. I mean... That's it. Just that's every, it. He looked like Teddy just <laughs> Teddy Biosi's son. Uh...
1: He is the Billion Dollar Man in this now. Everybody has a price. And they're all fucking going to kill each other for it. Uh, right, the point is, though, I was going to say, the knife thing, where he's got like, oh, I'm re- reaching for a knife to get you, and there's two knives. And you, <laughs> you stab, you used to have one, you see, Even McGregor gets stabbed in the, in the sort of cardigan that becomes his chest, it felt like, rather than, like I, I felt mean, the I first just... one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> He was absolutely stabbed in the cardigan. Yeah, <laughs> not anywhere near <laughs> his ribs, even. And
2: also, a
1: knife yeah. going through you and
2: pinning you to the ground. What? What are we talking about? Well, it's supposed to go through his like, like the clavicle, like right under his collarbone. Nah. Um, it, it, I think it, it, the no. way the I think they had to be very, very safe with how they filmed the scene, so it is just like. I have does... one
0: good thing to say about this film. Do. You? The, the special effect where the knife came through David's throat was very good.
1: Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, so we've got him reaching for his second knife. And then out of the background, I guess, comes Fox's knife. She stabs him through uh, the throat. As you say, Abby, We did look good. And, uh, you know, so he's dead. Uh-oh. He's, his foreshadowed death has happened.
2: Your McGregor is left ambiguously dying. Oh, the, her turning on Ewan McGregor because this is the thing he unexpectedly does a good thing by like diverting David's attention from her yeah. because he's like you bought a ticket for Rio and he goes no I did yeah. like to try and get her out of trouble which is yeah like the one good thing he's done in the film sure. and then uh, I guess well the other thing isn't good it's smart but the one good thing he's done is like try and protect her from David and then she repays him by hammering the knife further into his shoulder to make sure he with, can't get out with
1: her shoe. Oh, hammering a knife in with a shoe and pinning him there like a cartoon character. Fucking, and
2: I, I do like you and McGregor's sorry, like this hurts so much. I don't know what noise to make. It's um, acting. Okay. Yeah, it's
1: yeah, it's quite something. And then I liked her. She, we cut to her having a hissy fit in a car uh, park. I did. First, that. I thought yes. it was it was possibly. She was freaking out because of how mean she was
2: being and how, how awful it was. I, th- I thought, and I, cause yeah, I'd never seen this, so I didn't know there was like a kind of a twist at the end. So I thought she was just having a breakdown from like every, cause she's, she's generally yeah. quite contained all the way through the film. This is the one time you really see her lose her shit. And I like, thought it was because to... of everything that had happened and then the reveal yeah. that. It's because he fucking replaced all the money with newspaper. I thought that yeah. was really good.
1: It would have took him ages to cut out all the bits of newspaper to the right chunks as well. We should have had a scene of him. Well, we couldn't have. It would have spoiled it. But fucking pain in the
2: ass, chopping everything to a reasonable we way. We saw him start doing it. Oh, did we? Well, yeah, he's, a, he's in He's like in the room by himself, and he starts tearing up the newspapers into like neat chunks. But we don't know what, why. It does work in a newspaper. checks out.
3: But when did he have the chance to switch them
2: Oh uh, well yeah because he
1: he yes got so this is the this problem thing, also
2: David would have surely been like see, watching him do it from the sea like because David does David doesn't apparently he
1: phones in sick for the rest of his life does he and then the right other mean, two yeah, he gets killed like two days later
2: if if that
1: you McGregor also sent to his own uh, murder site uh, uh,
2: that's by an his another boss. sequence I really like liked to was him having to go and report on the story
0: of the thing he did and then him freaking out and leaving putting McCall onto him again, it's full yeah. Columbo just like, he's leaving <laughs> That's weird. he's go. leaving in
2: his ludicrously tiny mini
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Um. I, also, I don't know if anyone else heard it but one of the journalists in that scene kept asking the police if there was any genital mutilation on the corpses. I was <laughs> like, all right, you've got a very specific story type that you like to cover, I suppose.
1: Well, they just know it's Keith Allen. They've got their fingers crossed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a notorious penis has gone missing. <laughs> There's only one man it could have been. Mm.
1: I, 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 you know, it's a bit contrived to be sent to your own site, but, he, they, you know, he's a journalist, whatever. This is it's...
2: your big break, son, as he's coming out of the toilet. I don't know why that yeah. <laughs> stuck out to me. It's also that, that odd thing of, oh, great,
1: I, it's good in a way, because if, if there is an opportunity, if I look like I'm going to get caught, I can hide some evidence.
2: But yeah, I can he just... write myself out of the story. Yeah, but, but he also,
1: I mean, he's like... When he's getting the briefing from the police. See, the thing I would have gone with is so he hears the briefing, and then when he writes it up in the newspaper, he includes details they weren't officially told. And then St- Ken Stock would be like, It's weird. Oh, hello. Yeah. So you said this. Just one you know... more thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's funny. We didn't tell you officially about this, and you seem to know the number of this or that that was there. Uh, well, that was where I would have gone with it. Um, but you know, they just, you know, have the suspicion, you know, seeded some more. I guess.
2: So I, she you know, goes what? off. She goes off to Rio. regardless. Oh, try,
1: she yes, yeah. She well, she's
2: bought the ticket. She, she has paid, the ticket. and she has a doctor's worth of. Yeah, she'll be okay. She she'll be there. fine, if not furious yeah. for the rest of her life.
1: She's left. David is dead. Back at the house, and she's a suspect for a murder, so she has
2: That's, to leave. That's true, her fingerprints would be everywhere and oh, yeah. she did sort of murder flag. Christopher Eccleston. <laughs> and, pin- and she's got the witnesses alive, so... Yeah, that's also, yes. But um, how much can and
1: McGregor... Does Ewan McGregor go to prison for a bit of the time, then come back and get the floorboard money? Is that what we're getting to? Like, what happens to Ewan McGregor? He's pinned... There's a, There's a slight suggestion he might be having a Death dream or no, something? No, apparently Danny Boyle said. Oh, the it not matter what Dan, Danny Boyle said. It's what does the movie convey? And I think yeah, and there was talking. an ambiguity. Yeah, yeah but, he's, but but Ken, look, so this is what happens though. He's being photographed. Not he's not being addressed by the medics. They're standing there doing nothing, and then photographs are taken while he's pinned. Like the medics would come in and sort him out.
3: But... <laughs> it was a bit weird.
1: Yeah, see, like it's it was it was like this is an out of body experience because nah. he's not noticed as a man. Nah, it presented that way, and nope. I'm saying,
2: oh, fuck off then. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently they speci- like his dialogue nah, nah, was specifically nah, included nah post production nah. to clarify that he's alive. Nah, oh, so it Although, was ambiguous. Fuck.
0: Yeah, I got you there. Initially,
2: <laughs> initially it was ambiguous, and Danny Boyle didn't want it to be. Therefore, he's alive. But I do think the film would have ended in a more satisfying way if all three of them had ended up dead.
1: Well, you you have like, them all dead, have... and then you have fun
2: music playing when you pan out to the skies, and, and
0: all... I definitely would have been happy if they're all dead.
2: <clears throat> I thought I did think that's where it was going. I was surprised that any of them survived.
1: they have got to set the sequel. Shallow Grave 2 SG2 innit well, um,
2: they're all back from they're all back from jail or hell especially if, <laughs> especially if um, it had been like in that fight at the end they all ended up killing each other but also in like slightly accidental stupid ways sure because again dark comedy it would have Try been and make
1: it one anyway yeah.
2: more like entertainingly funny and bleak if they'd all kind of accidentally killed each other in their fight for this money, and then still have the reveal that it was buried under the floorboards the whole time. So the suitcase they were fighting over was just full of newspaper.
1: Yeah. I mean, it can, that could have worked too. But that, you know. Or reveal that the money was all fake. Yeah. It would have be been good if it had been like he'd have been a forger or something. Yeah. <laughs> it would be worthless. That would have been really good. Yeah. Nice twist that it was actually not, not worth even killing over. But um, we got what we got. I th- I feel, like with with the ending as it is and having the explanatory and uh, just so you know, <laughs> don't get confused or interpret it as we did. I did. It was it definitely looked weird the way it was like shot. No, I do. I I, I unnatural I, I, um... unnatural response to a man being knifed through the chest to the floor, which is stupid enough as it is. Um. But it's kinda of, that's it then, that's all you get in like, oh, so one's dead, one's ran away, and one's dying and, and they're gonna be incriminated. But yeah, do you think then I are gonna ask is is Ewan McGregor able to come back and get this money ever? If he starts you know, does what what, what what's he get done for you? He's get he'll get he'd be in prison well, for years, wouldn't he? I the, think he Can you blame Eccleston for the murders? I was gonna say yeah, he, he can might spin it.
2: yes, he might and especially because he's a journalist, he might be able to m- make it so that, Good like, shit, oh, they it. they were doing this and I wasn't involved. Uh,
1: but oh, Ken starts on top of him. He's Columbo, and he, he'd be like, "Just one more thing, this That's doesn't matter." <laughs> yeah, you know could say
0: more. he was bullied into it. He was coerced, etc., and so on. He'd to minimise his sentence,
2: maybe, yeah. He, he... And now she's gone off to Rio. Yes, with the suitcase, so they don't know the st-
1: the money is in the floorboards. Maybe, yeah. Well, they might find a car parked with loads of newspaper clippings. I mean... I don't know. It, to me, it falls apart. It would have been a more satisfying with all all the options clearly laid out, where either if they're all dead or it's more obvious what would happen. Because there are a few, well, actually, you've got the money, but you haven't really. And you were one of the bigger dickheads in, of
2: the three. <laughs> so who really I, mean, I, do, I do think, yeah, I, my, my ideal ending for this is that the three of them are dead, especially because of how... Deliberately unpleasant. The characters are like it feels like it is setting that up, and then it, it ends up ending yeah. in this more like ambiguous way, isn't it? Um, Slight
1: twist, sort of thing. But we didn't get that. Anthony was traumatized. Nine year old Anthony's like, fuck it, how did I just watch. <laughs> uh. How does it feel, Anthony? Like you saw nine, and you said maybe eleven. You watched it again, and now all these years later, you are like, what, what was it about this? How does it feel this time round?
3: It not. It wasn't quite as impactful this time around. I have to admit. Like yeah, the, the things you know, the things that got me were them, you know, mutilating the body and burying it and and stuff like that. Um, he saw Venus, of course. Terrific. Which you know, in 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 the the next twenty five years, I've seen much worse. So
4: yeah. yeah. <laughs> penis oh, that's nice.
1: So, yeah, you've seen worse gore and things. I think it's also it's, it's psychologically about people turning on each other. It's not just, ooh, monsters. It's normal people starting to go crazy. I don't know if I would bit, call them normal necessarily. Well, like rather, you know, it's not uh, vampires and yeah. zombies. It's people, the psycho- the psychology of pricks <laughs> turning on each other. So there's, that's a psychological element that is not in, you know, spooky monster movies.
3: Yeah, and and the element of like the creepy guy in the attic, oh, I also found creepy back at yeah, the time as well. Not so much now. Now but... that
1: you've used to people watching you from the attic. <laughs> yeah.
3: So whilst, whilst the... I didn't find the film quite what do you, as impactful. What do you
1: mean not so much now? Like, <laughs> <laughs> <isn't> <laughs> it's, it it's back still back. creepy, isn't it?
3: Not yes. Not like traumatizing levels of creepy. What do you have? You you know you don't you you forget.
0: How much of Japanese cinema Anthony has watched
1: Oh yeah <laughs> okay so it's a milder and tamer than you know for it is for like a nine-year-old but st- does it do you feel, do you find yourself seeing the, the problems it has that doesn't quite work as a, as a movie or do you, do you think it still holds together
3: I think it still holds together I think it's still a decent film um but uh, i i can see where you guys are coming from like it is when all your main characters are just arseholes. it's it's, a choice. it's it's hard to follow them along the whole way
1: it can be i can i can tolerate dickhead characters but i just i don't like the way it escalates the 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 the, the, the twists and turns it take are not for me i would have kept it even more simple. Literally, the tension of arguments with friends not being—I I think—Simple Plan was a little better at. I'm trying to think if there were if it was it's some silly moments. It's a bit more. It feels slapsticky as well.
2: I like I, I feel it's like the Sam Raimi film. Yeah,
1: I feel like the the drama could have you focus in on the drama of not being able to could get away been more with the crime. More character
2: driven for you.
1: Yeah, and even if you go in violent and shocking and driven to madness. It, it could have got there better and with uh, characters you're at least interested in what they're up to. Like, they, they start off not only obnoxious, but they're boring. Like, they don't live interesting lives. It's not, they, they're kind of dull when they talk. It's irritating when they're just socializing, like at the party or just being in their flat. It's like, I, you don't want to be with these pricks, whether you like them or not. They're like, it's not entertaining. You're just kind of wiling away the first bit of the movie, waiting for it to get exciting. I think when the thugs turn up, yes, they got murdered quickly, but they were the best bit. The slow burn tension of them eventually finding out where you are and being so brutal, matched then by the, the crazy brutality of Eccleston. I, I think it escalating, it escalates some of the time quite well, and other times it makes real stupid decisions. And it's a real mixed bag of good and bad. And I, I, really, I can't say I enjoyed it, I think, is, is the main thing. Um, Abby, what about you?
0: <sighs> I just, I don't wish I hadn't seen it, but did sort of like if I hadn't have bothered, it would not have affected me. Do you? I don't know, just... Do you think it,
1: You could, did you appreciate any of the like? Oh look, Danny Boyle has something. Do you think it's a sign of him being able to go on to better, and then later on much worse things, or do you think can you see some of the creative juices flowing? <laughs> I can, but
0: not in ways I was interested in. So it's sort of like, oh yeah, I can see how this goes on to the stuff I'm not interested in later.
1: (laughs) Mm. Oh, yeah. So you, you know, why look at the prototype when you could have the product, even if you don't want the product? This isn't you don't want to watch the origins of some ideas when
0: you've watched like what is generally considered the peak of their canon, and that was sort of like cuspy for you. Mm. To then go back and watch the stuff that isn't as good, you're not going to get a lot out of it.
1: That's fair. I... If you're not interested in what he puts out, yeah, the lesser stuff is going to be harder. Yeah, if it is I mean, if people think it's lesser, some people think it's really good. Like apparently, Danny Boyle's dad thinks it's his best work. Like even over that's his award it, that's award-winning the award-winning
2: uh, ones. Oddly wholesome, you <laughs> <in order> know, to <laughs> find out that his dad really likes this film.
1: Oh, oh did Slumdog Millionaire win an Oscar? Yeah, it's yeah. no shallow grave, is it? Hugh McGregor has long (laughs) hair in that, and a little dent in his head from a drill. So cool. Uh, And Jamie, you you liked it the most. Do you want to have the final say?
2: Does his dad just like it?
1: Because Kerry Fox gets her tits out at one point, just very casually, spills some tea. Gets frustrated. It might be
0: Chris Raxton's bum. You know that. Do
1: we see (laughs) a little bit of everyone? We see. Well, do we see any of? Uh, surprisingly,
2: of... surprisingly, we don't see Ewan McGregor's penis in this. It's early. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's is, is it his first film. Yes, yeah, yeah. I think it is. Yeah,
1: first major feature film. Yeah,
2: I think part of it is for whatever reason, I was immediately okay with how like horrible the film made its three main characters. Um, you because I enjoying was enjoying
1: ex- how awful it's going to get for them
2: yes and as a result i was a little bit disappointed at the end that they didn't all die <laughs> um, but i think for me part of this is like i'm because i'm so like iffy on danny boyle oh. for, to me this is impressive as like a first film like right. yeah how um... Yeah. I feel like do you know it felt like it felt like a really well
1: made it was like the pinnacle of student films. It still felt studently, limited yes, budget I can, yes. one location. Budget flat mist is the main story. It,
0: yeah,
2: it has a little bit of the, the student film DNA to it, but for how for being a first film, it is very it is very like finely tuned, not not like perfect. But there's a lot going on in it that is a lot more complicated than I think you would expect from a first film, Um, and you can see a lot of the stuff. And again, like Abby said, whether or not you like it depends on whether any of that like template stuff that this has. Like, if you don't like the template in the first place, then you're not going to like this because it kind of it sets it in it sets it in place. The jump from this to Train Spotting, like that's a hell of a like debut and then follow up. Um, And I can see why, even you know, decades later, Danny Boyle is still held in high regard just for the way he kind of burst onto the scene. I can kind of see there's a little bit of a similarity with this and uh, and Train Spotting as there is with Quentin Tarantino and Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. Like, sure, there's there's a similar Trajectory there, um, and now I realise I sound like a '90s British uh, film journalist because back then it was required to compare any good British film director to, as the British yes. Quentin Tarantino. Um, yeah, it's, it's
1: not like a direct, like oh, they're clearly yeah, linked, yeah. but it, it, in terms of uh, people who I start could, like a debut and a follow-up, you know,
2: yes. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I I liked it. It definitely has its flaws, and it's a little. Bit too uh, yeah film student-y in places, um, but I'm glad I finally watched it.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of uh, elements that get you know crafted better. Later. Also, I
2: did I did want to uh, say like depending on where you watch this, did you see like the box art? Because because Anthony nothing. mentioned like it's,
1: like, it's got well, the one where I've seen was like uh, they're the main characters in red. With just a red spiral staircase,
2: it's very yeah, enigmatic it's and fucking shit. It's shit. Mm-hmm. It's nothing. It's shit. like redesign of and Anthony mentioned the original poster for it, which was the shovel in the ground, like really, like a actually enigmatic, like striking image that involves a grave, which makes yeah, sense. and is ominous. And now it's just this fucking floating head, photoshopped staircase bollocks. Yeah, yeah, bollocks uh, yeah. Fucking fuck off.
1: Yeah, well, it set the correct expectation for me is oh, uh, no thanks. <laughs> nah, I won't like this. <laughs> oh, correct. I didn't particularly. No, anyway, uh, it was Shallow Grave. Um, let's now, uh, we'll all pop off and dig Shallow Graves and dump all our Lily Allen albums in them. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a bit fair. She's a bit unfair. She hadn't done anything. She just came out of a silly man's wheelie that we've all seen many times. <laughs> Uh, I'm out way. of the silly pants <laughs> with me. Yes. I quite like him in Eddie the Eagle. As <laughs> Eddie the Eagle's dad. And I don't mind him in Final. Uh, wow. Is there right. anything else Keith
0: Allen's N- done? This Next
1: goes?
2: round of picks is films with Keith Allen in them. <laughs> where he keeps
0: his cock wrapped
2: up, preferably.
0: You did name a couple there where he was fine. I'd forgotten about them.
1: I don't. I don't. Uh, he's he's in that Fat Les music video. <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't. I think uh, it's more his reputation precedes him. Uh, he, he plays assholes because he is an asshole, so he does it good, right? Like that's his thing. Anyway, uh, enough asshole talk and dick and ball talk. You've Been calling
0: them balls to me.
1: Well, sorry, just penises. then. <laughs> we have now. Yeah, back up. Get back up in the attic and look after the the episodes we've wrapped in a septic <laughs> and uh, catch us again anyway for another bloody podcast about some other shit <laughs> All good stuff or great stuff, who knows bye
0: bye Bye-bye.